Saturday is prayer meeting, so we're going to come together and pray, and uh, let's take that seriously now. Praise the Lord. We're going to be talking about prayer, Lord willing, tonight. Next Saturday, we're going to have another men's breakfast there around the clock at 9, so hopefully you can join us, gentlemen, amen, and uh, pray for the Margaret Malhome service this Sunday afternoon. All right. Matthew 17. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, not only for your presence here tonight, but what we've already felt, what we've already heard, Lord, how you've already touched and healed us. Lord, you've already met needs in this house, and we thank you for it, God. Lord, these testimonies, God, just so much of just the heart of what you've already laid on my heart, God. And I ask you, Lord, please, Lord, to just feed us tonight, lead us tonight, God. There's a work to do. Lord, you've called us to be laborers. You've called us, Lord, to be soldiers in your army, God. Lord, equip us and teach us. And God, I ask you, just give us all hearts and minds that will be receptive to your word, Lord. That there be an anointing, God. And and Lord, we give you the glory. We give you the praise, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Matthew 17, verse 14. When they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic. Sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire, oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out from, of him. The child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could, we, could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind. There's some Bible translations that totally skip this verse. But it's important for us to see that this kind. Somebody say this kind. This kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. God bless you. You can be seated. It doesn't matter how long you've been in church, how long you've lived for God. None of us can afford to get ourselves in a rut. I want to preach to you tonight. I know what God laid on my heart. And you may have a routine that you are faithful to. But sometimes we've got to shake things up a little bit and get out of a routine and press a little harder. Are you hearing me tonight? I thank God for the good church we had this weekend. Thank God for the good church we've been having. I believe, as I said earlier today, that if we can truly come together, every one of us, with a burden... For revival. 
come together with a unity of purpose. We might all be fighting different battles. We might all be needing different things in our spiritual lives. But coming together with a desire to see a move of God. Not casual. Not just going through the motions. Not just out of a routine, but saying, God, I need you to move tonight. That your prayers are not just half-hearted, but you put all your heart into praying. Some of you really prayed tonight. Some of you, well, okay. Hallelujah. Worship, it doesn't matter what song is playing. Some of you are going to put your heart into it. Some of you aren't, aren't moved. Thank God for the drummer. Thank God for the, the, the singing and the, the keyboard and, and whatever else we may have. But, but you know, it's more than that to a child of God. Amen. If the power get cut off, you just still be going just a hundred miles an hour loving Jesus and giving God glory. You wouldn't even miss a beat. You would be like, oh, what's going on? Oh, my. And smiling and saying, oh, I wonder what we're going to do now. No, your focus is on heaven. Your focus is on God. Amen. You're not thinking about what other people are doing. You're not thinking about anything but glory to God. He's so good. God's, God's got good things for us. And I know every one of you. I'm sure would agree with me. There's nothing this world has to offer that's as good as what happens in a Holy Ghost anointed church service. Amen. There's nothing greater than, than just what happens when God is moving and the Holy Ghost is being poured out and God's Spirit is, is just reigning in the house. Amen. Oh, some of you aren't hearing me tonight. I'm telling you, this is the best thing going. Hallelujah. God's been good to us. And we don't... Hallelujah. We know it, but we don't press like we ought to so often. Amen. We wait for somebody else to get the Spirit going. But what about you? Where are you at in all of this? Amen. Some of you, you know you can do better. It oughtn't be sporadic. It oughtn't be, I back preaching once a month. I get real serious in prayer every other service. Oh, no. It ought to be, I know why I'm here. I know what it's about. It's not about my mood. It's not about the moving of the Spirit. You move. God's waiting on you to move. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. But listen. We thank God for the liberty. We thank God for the presence of God. I love how it feels when just everybody's in it. And we have, we have biblical precedent. We, we know when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all one place in one accord. We want that. We love that. Something special when everybody... You know what? When you're not with it, we can feel that. When you're not with it, you distract the Spirit of God. When you don't put your all in it and you know better, amen. Praise God. That drags the presence of God. It does. But oh, when we all get in it. When we all just say, okay, this is for God. I'm not playing games. I'm not doing it for you. I'm not doing it to jump through hoops. I'm doing it because God's been good to me. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes, he is. Hallelujah. God bless you. What's this have to do with, with our text? I know, I know what God laid on my heart. And I know, I know how we 
in the past very much so have have been hindered because as good as it feels to get in the spirit and have that unity and I'm not talking about some of you that have been here for a while, some of you that have just known this for, for quite some time. There's no excuse. Praise the Lord. But there is a work to be done. Praise the Lord. There is a an aspect of being the church that if we have high church where we're shouting the walls down and just just climbing the walls and and just having a time but we need to be about the lost just as much as anything else and let me tell you something that is inconvenient about sinners Praise God. Say, what are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. We're we're having a time. We're having church. We're shouting. We're feeling that liberty. Somebody walks into the church and they don't have what we have. Amen. They they might be shuffling around just looking at people while, while we're just trying to get our focus on God. They might be talking at inappropriate times. Getting up and doing this and doing that. They might not just have the picture-perfect holiness that, hallelujah, we believe you ought to be. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. It's distracting. Sure it is. If your goal is only to say, hey, I, I want to I get a blessing from this service. Praise God. Sometimes that liberty, in a sense, might feel hindered by you, to you, rather. But it's God's will. It's God's will for people to come through that door that need what we have. And we are failing God, failing God, and not being pleasing to God if we could shout and dance and feel disappointed. And distracted and uncomfortable when somebody comes in and needs what we have. Amen. Praise the Lord. You ought to look at that soul like the one in your family, your son, your daughter, the one you've been praying for. Hey, hallelujah, they come through the door. You ought to rejoice. You ought to be excited about somebody that needs the Holy Ghost. You ought to be excited about somebody that doesn't know up from down their left hand to their right hand. Amen. It ought to be something that you're saying, oh, God, that's what I've been praying for. And that's what I want to talk about. Amen. Hallelujah. We ought to be praying. Not just pray. You say, oh, I do pray. But how, much, how do you pray? Have you, there's somebody you've been praying for. Hear this. There's somebody you've been praying for. They haven't made a move for the church. They haven't made a move to God. It seems like every time you look at them, they're farther from God. Let me tell you, this kind is going to take more than just a casual prayer. 
I know what God spoke to me. And I know when I was here at this church praying that God told me to tell you that there's some here that you need to step it up because the people you're praying for, they're going to come. They're going to be at this altar. But you've got to fight a battle in the Spirit. You can't just say, okay, God save them and save them and save them. That's all right. But there is a time where you've got to fight a battle for it. Amen. There's a time you got to get that effectual, fervent prayer going for your, that one you're praying for. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. This Bible talks about the gates of hell not prevailing against the church. That's an aggression that we are making towards the enemy's camp. That's not an, okay, I've got it good, and God, I hope you bless them and help them, and oh, nobody's getting saved, it's a shame. No, somebody's saying, God, I'm not done. Devil, get your hands off my family. Devil, get your hands off my friend. Devil, hallelujah, I'm coming for that soul. It's going to take an aggression. Amen, amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. This Bible, hallelujah, talks about pulling down strongholds. Amen. Let me say it again because I heard you say amen, but I wonder if you really know what you're amen. It talks about pulling down strongholds. That is more than just I pray for them. That's a recognizing that there are spiritual forces that are holding them back. That you might feel powerless about, but God can give you power to pull that down. That God put it in your hands. God gave you that authority. It's more than just, okay, God, you do it. God said, you pull down that stronghold. Well, how do I do that? You pray like you are aggressive against the enemy. Amen. Bible talks about binding the strong man. How if you're going to take what the devil has, you first got to bind that devil. You got to stand against it and say, you know what? I'm not giving up. I'm not backing off. Some of you wonder why you're not seeing the, the answer to that prayer. You've been praying and praying and praying. I want to ask you, what kind of praying have you been doing? It's time to have some warfare in the church. It's time to be aggressive in your prayers. It's time to say, God, I'm not giving up. I'm not backing down. Devil, I bind you in Jesus' name. I pull down the strongholds that you have over my family, over my friend, over my neighbor, over my co-worker. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Armor. The armor of God. How many times have you heard us talk about the armor of God? How many times have you heard somebody tell you the armor of God? That's to help defend you against the enemy. Well, some of it. Some of it. I'm not safe if I don't have my armor on. Well, there's parts of that armor that are offensive. There are parts of that armor. Let's, let's turn with us. Turn with me. Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I know, I feel like not everybody's going to just change their ways and get a little deeper into prayer. But, oh, I believe somebody will. 
I don't know if anybody will just go home. If, if some of you will go home and, and say, you know what? My prayers have been weak. My prayers have not been aggressive. I have never even considered what it means to pull down a stronghold. I've never even considered what it means to bind the strong man that may be holding those that I'm praying for and deeply care about. I've never considered really that I am going against the gates of the city to take back, take that soul, spoil. Amen. I'm not going for the riches of this world. I've got a mansion over there. I'm not looking for popularity. I'm a child of the king, but I want to see somebody saved. I want to see somebody set free. I want to see somebody delivered from the power of the enemy. I'm not satisfied just having it myself. I'm not satisfied being in church and feeling what I feel and knowing what I know and not seeing God set somebody free. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. God, do it. God, do it, Lord. It's going to take somebody that's not just satisfied with what you get, but I want to work. I want to do something about it. And it's going to start on your knees. It's going to start in the Spirit. God, help us. You can be seated. Let me ask you a question. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't easy on you Sunday. Nothing's changed. Hallelujah. Listen. Don't tell me you're praying in the Spirit at home. And you don't know what I'm talking about and feel what I feel. Amen. Some of you say, wow, I might have to do that. There's others of you saying, this is what I feel. Because if you get in the Spirit, this is what God's Spirit's about. If you've been praying, just going through the motions, and it's good. Oh, yeah, I pray for people. I pray for you. I'm going to tell you, prayer is a lot more than just that. Prayer is an interaction with God's Spirit, and God's going to direct you and lead you to get into some warfare. Amen. Hey, I'll tell you, the devil's fighting. Why are we sitting back and letting it happen? The devil is aggressive against you, against your mind, against your family. And what do we do? We get on our knees and beg and plead and tell God to do it all. And he's telling you, get in there and fight the battle. Get in there and overcome. Get in there and do the warfare. Amen. Amen. Oh, I don't have time. I don't have time, but listen to me. There's so much. Somebody was, I was just having a Bible study with somebody today about prayer, saying, you know, uh, you know, what about it? Why are we, what, why does God not do this? And why does, and, and I, you know what? I, I told him, I said, you read the Word of God. God gave dominion to us. Help us, Lord. I'm going to take this time, but I'm not going to, I'm going to take too much time. There's three, there's three Bible verses. Each one of them are used often, especially among people that believe in the power of God, the moving of God. In, in Matthew, the 18th chapter, God put this on my heart today during this Bible study about prayer. He said, talks about how, how we can, whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven talks about if, if any of us agree together touching anything. Amen? talks about where two or three are gathered in His name. Those three verses are all together in one context. And you know what they're all talking about? They're not usually talking about what people think they're talking about. Now, you know, if you've been here for very long, you've heard me teach on this. 
But that whole chapter, that whole portion of Scripture, the greater part of that chapter, isn't about binding spirits and loosing angels. It's not even about agreeing together in prayer or getting two or three together and having church amongst yourself. It's about God saying, listen, if there's a need in the church, if a brother has sinned against you, here's what you do, here's how you handle it, and when you make a decision, you make the decision, and I'll take, I will back that up in heaven. If you bind it, I bind it. If you loose it, I'll loose it. If you agree, I agree. He put the dominion in our hands and said, you stay within my guidelines, and I back you up. We're saying, God, do this. God, why doesn't, don't you do this? And he's saying, I put you in there. I gave you a sword. I gave you a shield. And you just sit back and say, God, fight my battles for me. God, take care of the giant. Amen. Hallelujah. I think I said it this weekend. Man, David, God gave the victory, but David sure did a lot of fighting, didn't he? Hallelujah. You're going to have to knock down some... Philistine devils. Amen. You're going to have to knock down some giants to the devil. You're going to have to get in there and do what God's called you to do. Oh, God, do it. God, help them. God, set them free. You start working in the Spirit. You start praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. Finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord. In the power of His might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We wrestle not. We're wrestling against not flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers. You know what rulers insinuates? What it clues us in on? The devil's got order. The devil's got a plan. The devil knows how he's got principalities, powers, and rulers. God help the church when we can't stay in order. God help the church when we can't just get with it and say, Hey, I hear you, preacher. I hear you, Spirit of God. I'm, I'm following along. I'm getting in this. I'm hearing you loud and clear. Sometimes it just seems like service after service we're in a vein and people aren't saying, Hey, God's trying to get our attention about something. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, breastplate of, having on the breastplate of righteousness. Look at this, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You know what Jesus said? Go. Go. You got your, you're, you're all miss, just dis, uh, Looking at distracted on this and that and all the things. Maybe there's a soul right there that needs to see the power of God in you. Amen. Are you praying for the people you work with? You might say, God blessed me with a good income. I'm glad he did. But I believe that you're there because you got the Holy Ghost and somebody needs to see it. Oh, yes. You think God blessed you with a house? Thank God He did. God blessed you in a place to live. Thank God. There's somebody that needs to see a Christian family. There's somebody that needs to see a child of God right where you live. There's somebody that needs a Christian neighbor that can tell them how to be saved. Feet shod. Prepared with the gospel of peace. God bless you. Ready to go. Ready to go. Ready to tell somebody. 
How are you praying? Are you praying for your neighbors? Oh, they get on my nerves. Then pray. Oh, my my boss gets on my, my nerves. Pray. Hallelujah. Pray that you can, you can lead them to Jesus. Pray for the people you work for. You spend time right by somebody, right at that job for so long. You need to be praying for them. You need to be praying that the devil leave and get off their back and that God can give them understanding and let them see. Amen. When you're really praying. Well, we're going to keep going here. Hallelujah. Above all, take the shield of faith. Wherewith you're able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Sure, that's defense. You need it. Helmet of salvation. You don't go running around hitting people over the head with your helmet. I know. That's sword of the Spirit. It's the Word of God. Hallelujah. That's offensive. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Oh, look at this. i got to read this. And for me. Hallelujah. Pray for all saints. And Paul said, pray for me. That utterance may be given unto me. Praise the Lord. I can tell when folks are really praying. I know you pray for me, but I'll tell you, when you're praying, God, anoint him. God, there's going to be a difference in your attitude when you walk in the door. Get back to what we were saying. When you're praying in the spirit for souls, you're going to have a different attitude when they walk through the door. Amen. I, I, I tell you, there have been people in this church I've seen for years and years and years would not even move a move an inch to just go ahead and lean over and pray for somebody. God help us. God help us service after service, and 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 there there's an opportunity to just just do one of the most the most important best things you can ever do to pray for somebody, lay your hand on them, and say, God help them, bless them. What an encouragement. What a blessing. God fills people with the Holy Ghost that way. God heals people that way. Amen. And he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. I'll tell you where it starts. It starts with effectual fervent prayer. That is daily. If you're not praying, God set people free. You're not looking for it. Amen. If it's easy to look around and say, you know, they'll never get it. You're not praying for them like you ought to. I'll tell you who I've been, I had the least hope for when I see in the mirror. Amen. Praise God. If I can get it, anybody can get it. If God can touch me, he can touch anybody. Don't count it. You, you're so smart. You know exactly how what is all going to happen. What are you doing in God's house? Mercy, grace, and the love of God. Amen. We can't have it at Oh, they're messing up our unity. No, they're giving you an opportunity for ministry. That's somebody's answered prayer. That's somebody that's been praying, saying, break down those strongholds. That's somebody's prayer that said, God, bind that strong man. That's somebody's prayer that moved into the spirit and said, God, I'm going to fight this devil. Amen. Some of you are praying and you're weary in it. Some of you are praying for people and you're wondering what's going on. God, you guess you don't answer prayer. At least not mine, it seems. But I'm telling you, God's trying to, trying to motivate you into a place of warfare. A place of understanding what the Bible talks about with our prayers. Amen. You, this, is, this isn't just okay to just say, well, I'm just going to mention them in prayer again. God's telling somebody here, you need to step in 
to the realm of fighting this warfare for the souls of the people you're working, you're praying for, that you care about. Amen. It's a battle. It's a battle. It's something we gotta we got to do better. I've got to do better with it. I, I'm telling you, I'm preaching to myself. As I, I was in this... I was in this church the other day just praying, just kind of like I was, I'm telling you, praying for, for your families and for your loved ones and the people you work with. I don't even know their names, but God knows and He put you there. Amen. Praying that God would just work through you. Praise God. And it's not enough to say, hey, I've got a pastor that prays. I've got a pastor that knows how to fight spirits. I've got a pastor. That is not enough. We need to bind together in this. I'm telling you, the more we can understand our authority in prayer, our authority against the enemy, that we start pulling down those strongholds, that we start binding that strong man, that we start entering into that saying, okay, God, I'm praying against everything that's just, oh, come on now. How many have seen that? It's just, it's just almost drives you crazy to see how people are just confused and they're stubborn and they're, they're, they're withstanding all this. I'll tell you, the devil's got a hold of them and you need to pray against it. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we've got, we're blessed. I'll tell you one thing I shared with somebody here. I don't even remember who I was talking to. Doesn't really matter. But can I tell you this? That, uh, I wonder sometimes. I really do. One thing I wonder about a lot, I think about, what if, what if one of the, the apostles just walked into church? What if they were sitting behind you? Praise God. You know, we're blessed. We've got so much going on. We are, uh, I mean, we've got so much. I know you might feel like things are going bad, but we're, no matter who you are in this house, we've got it so much better than just about any other generation. As far as our comfort levels, amen, as far as being able to get from wherever you were to here, however you did it, you're blessed. You didn't have to walk through the jungle. You didn't have to walk in the dirty roads. Amen. You're in church today. And we're so blessed. We have so much time that we can overthink everything and wonder what everybody's talking about and what everybody's going to do and what everybody, why bother with this one and what the point is about that one. I really think sometimes Paul would say, what are you doing? I I really believe John would say, why can't you just get in there and do what God wants you to do? And, And all this free time you have with your mind to overthink everything into oblivion where you're not doing anything at all. God help us. You know, the book of Amos tells us, turn with me to Amos quickly. Amos, can you find it quickly? Come on, it's right right before Obadiah. Hallelujah, that'll help you a little bit. Or not. Amos 6 says, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. God help us. I, I want to preach to the people that are going to get a hold of this. That are going to put some fire in your prayers. That are going to get aggressive in your prayers. That are going to start praying for the people in our community. Maybe not just the people you work with and the people in your neighborhood. People in your family. People in our families. But just praying against addiction in this community. 
praying against sin in this community, praying for some soul that might just drive by and, and see the billboard or something. You know, praying. Amen? But the Bible says, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. Hallelujah. Drop down to verse 4. You can read the rest of it just, just for sake of time. You lie on beds of ivory, stretch themselves out on couches, and eat lambs out of the flock and calves out of the midst of the stall. Who who doesn't like a good steak or a lamb chop? We're so blessed. Chant to the sound of vile, invent themselves instruments of music like David. Drink wine in bowls, anoint themselves with chief ointments. How much money do you spend on that perfume, that cologne? But they are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. You got no burden for the church. You take good care of yourself. When we talk about talk about getting motivated to be aggressive in prayer, you're like the Laodiceans in Revelation three. You're rich, increase with goods, have need of nothing. Lukewarm, lukewarm. No fire, no zeal, no passion for souls. It's what Jesus died for. I know. I know we like to say, well, if it was just me, he would have died for me. But guess what? He died for this world, and we got a work to do. That's real nice, but there's somebody that needs this too. Don't just sit back and say, thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and pray that somebody be saved. It's going to take real prayer. How much burden do you really carry in your prayers? Be honest with yourself. I thank you for your prayers for me. I know you pray for me. You pray for my family. You pray for the families in this church. But how much how much laboring in prayer do you do? Is it too much? You got other things to get on to? You can't spend some time and just dig in every now and again with God? Help us, God. It's so obvious sometimes how, how little burden some folks have. It's so obvious that we just so much, we want to move a God, but don't let it take so long. We don't want dry church, but we don't want to just put our hearts into it and forget about everybody around us. We, what we want, but we don't want to pay for it. We're not happy when, when there's not just a real presence of God, it's, but it's too much to ask for to... To really dig in and say, God, I'm going to put my heart into this. Some of the people you're praying for, listen to me, church. I'm just talking to, to whoever receive it. Some of the people you're praying for need you to fight the battle for them. Need us. Hallelujah. Need us to press in the Spirit. Need us to recognize that this is a battle. You've seen some good things. You've seen some answers to prayer. You've seen some some little sparkle of hope here and there. But to really see what you want to happen, there's a strong man that needs bound. There's a strong hole that needs to be pulled down. There's a storming of the gates of the enemy's camp that needs to happen in prayer. There's some things that will follow. There's some things that... That, oh, I thank God that people will see that love the brother was talking about coming to the house of God. That, that reaching out and that kindness, that befriending is so important. 
But the real battle is going to happen in prayer. The real battle is going to happen when we dedicate and say, God, this is so important for me to be a part of. This is, this is God, what, what you've called me to, praying with all prayer to break the chains of the enemy. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, God, help us. Oh, God, help us. Help us, God. We don't like to admit sometimes we're more lukewarm than what we want to recognize. Sometimes we're, we're more comfortable. We're more at ease in Zion. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, be honest. I'm not looking over your shoulder. I'm not there while you're praying at home. But how have your prayer, how's your prayer life really been? What's your prayer life really been? Come on, we need soldiers in this last day more than anything. We need soldiers, prayer warriors, intercessors.
alcoholism, Lord, of drug addiction, Lord. Break the chains, Lord.
authority over the enemy. We're going to leave this house with the devil under our feet. We're going to leave this house with purpose in our prayers.